across the honest pod with Carrie Garcia and Shara House where our hope is to create a safe space to share stories that foster healing hope and the honesty needed to live free and fully alive and now for this week's episode of the honest pod Welcome back to the Honest Pod. Today's a good day. It's a real good day. Because we are in the same room together. Yeah, we're looking at each other face to face. I You're know. not in freezing weather and I'm still in 70. And that's, you are now too though. That's right. It's very nice here. Actually, it's kind of cold. It's chilly. <laughs> are we going to talk about weather again? <laughs> Always. Totally. It's so nice because when I'm looking at you or I'm actually having a conversation, whereas normally it's like kind of freezing on the, yeah. the screen, but it's worked. DJ Ellie Mills has done a really good job of making it work. She's mm-hmm. here too. We're all three of us are here together. Back to the way they were. Yes, we're so excited. But all right, let's do a check-in because we haven't been in person in a while. You we haven't checked lot. in last week because we had the amazing Adam Young on. Oh my gosh. Dude, that episode I'm was like, so good. I feel like we could have stayed with him for like another couple of hours. I know. I mean, you were engaging him a lot. I did what I said I was going to do and fall back and just like listen and like take mental notes. But they couldn't see your face, but you were like intently listening. Oh, 100%. And there's so, it's what's so cool about him and his podcast. And I think I said this last week, there's been so many amazing conversations with the parents, with my boyfriend, with siblings that have come from his podcast. I know. Where it just like brings up these thoughts that you're like, I've never thought of that. Like, what's your thoughts on this? And then it just creates this really good conversation. I'm just like, he's the best. I know he really is. Was he kind of like, hey, you guys are a lot? Yes. Oh, <laughs> okay, this is what's so funny is immediately, because I think anyone who listens to this every week knows that Carrie and I come at like a 10, right? Right. For everything. For everything. It's in and out. It's at a 10. It's at a 10. But immediately, I think a joke was said in the beginning and it was like, oh no, we're going into wise mode. Like, yeah. like we're contemplating. The sage is on yes, here. Yes. <laughs> we need to honor the space that the sage is gracing us with. I know. 100. I'm like, I promise we're smart, but also, hey. Hey, what's up? <laughs> you watch TikTok? Yeah. No? I mean, I was fangirling hard, but it was a really good episode. If you haven't got a chance to go back and listen to that, we cover, I mean, we cover the gamut of what yeah. we want to talk about. I would love to have him back on. He was so good. So, we did catch. We didn't catch up last no. week. We've heard a lot about your math. Uh, yes. You've heard. A, I mean, I've been crazy busy. Just got done with a Freedom Academy, which was amazing in Phoenix. It was so good. We'll talk actually a little bit more about that because it actually sparked the conversation of what I want to have today. Mm-hmm. It made me really think about something, and then I thought, man, I know that so many of us listen to this feel the same way. But I, I mean, in all honesty, like. I'm tired. Like, yeah. it's just been like, it's been a whirlwind. Has it been one of those weeks or one of those months? It's been one of those months. But here's the thing is that normally I get really anxious and I get really like stressed out and mm. then I want to quit everything. You know, you guys all know this. I want to, I'd be like, you know what? It's probably not God's will anymore. I'm we should probably, we should probably end We're buying property movement. in the Midwest and we're creating, a, we're going to hunker down for the rest yeah, of our lives. I'm in a homestead. Yeah. <laughs> so I start I'm watching homestead videos and- like we could have some cows we could have chickens we and mario, mario just looks at me he's like cow. you can't you 
they'll die. Wait, hold on. Can you imagine Carrie coming to Carrie's house? Hey, y'all, I'm in the back. She's milking a cow into like a tin. <laughs> if you know Carrie, that visual. <laughs> Oh, and the first thing I thought of when you said that, I'm like, I wonder what I'd be wearing. Oh, what, what was <laughs> I was like, I could just imagine you taking off all your rings, like yeah. getting. I ready. gotta go milk the teeth. Gotta of go the cow. Gotta go milk Bertha <laughs> out back. There's part of me that feels like I would love that, and I love that in the idea, and then the actual practicality of what that means. For sure, because I follow someone. There's a girl on um, Instagram called Ballerina Farm, and she's a homesteader, and yes. I follow her and watch her everyday activities. Mm-hmm. And she has to milk the cow every morning, every night. It's tulip and dandy, and <laughs> I love tulip specific. and dandy. It's very specific. But I'm like, she go out there, and it's like nine degrees outside or negative four and she's out there milking the cow and i'm like you know i think the idea sounds work. nice for you i think the minute palm hits utter it's gonna be it's gonna be done for you. <laughs> you know what i mean the moment palm hits the minute utter. The thumb hits index finger and wraps around an utter you're like ah actually <laughs> Orange County, we go. <laughs> Honestly, the visual of that is just so real. Again, I'm still thinking, so what committed. am I wearing? Like, yeah, like with your outfit out there, like you're just ready, like take your rings off, and you're like, I'm doing this. And the minute you go to touch it, it flaps against your hand, and you're like, no, nope, I'm done. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so true. Yeah, that's probably not going to work. The more I'm glad we're talking about yeah. this because it's really taking you were, me. Yeah, you were really considering there it. Was I'm like, well, let me bring you down for a second. <laughs> you will have cow udders in your hand at some point if you do this. You know that, right? I'm out there just trying to do it with my with my index and my thumb. It's not working. <laughs> it's why isn't that coming out? <laughs> Honey, something's wrong with the cow. Come out here. Mario's like, I'll do it. Move. Bertha, get ready. <laughs> Mario handles that teat like a champ. <laughs> Mario's going to listen to this and be like, what the heck are you guys talking about? Oh, we lost all the 11 listeners. There's one left. You're like, you one. lose me at utter. <laughs> I'm done. I'm utterly done. I've gone uh, through my life with that standard. If you talk about udders, I'm leaving. <laughs> And now they're all gone. So that's the check-in for me. That's where I'm at. Just busy dreaming about, you know, milk and tulip and dandy and it not being a real reality after this conversation. Those so. names don't sound like cows, which makes that statement really uncomfortable. <laughs> Just milk and tulip and dandy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. I'm gonna stop. Let's, let's get it back together. Okay. Here. Yes. Check-in for me. Um, let me think. Um. <laughs> Like, I don't know where to go from there. You're, um, you've had a lot going on. Listen, guys, I've chipped a couple teeth in the past couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm out here gumming oatmeal every morning to survive until I can get it's dental so work done. Sad. It's, it is, it's dude. been a it's, really, it's been a hard two weeks. It's been a very stressful two weeks. My job has been shut down again. There's been issues uh, with my, my toothuses and school. Don't get me started. Hey, but I did check my grades the other day and I got B's and everything except for math. 
<laughs> we're working on that though. We're, it's really, okay. Even the teacher was like, I was, I like wrote in a comment and I was like, man, I'm just really trying. And he responds. He's like, I know you are. <laughs> you got a response from a college professor yeah. over Zoom. Yeah. That's I was stoked. I was like, okay, as long as you know, he might give me C in citizenship. I don't know if that's a thing in college anymore, but. Wouldn't that be great? I show up to every class. Yeah. But you so, got all B's. That's yes. a huge win. And I'm like, we're Shara? like two months in at this point. So like. You're doing I could, it. Yeah. It's not like, you know, oh, I have straight A's because it's been one week and all you had to do is turn in your name and like why you're taking the class, right. you know? So hey, that's something. These are great. And here's what the, I think all of our listeners are so rooting for you. I, you know, and I appreciate that because I really be out here like, I don't need to do this. Because <laughs> like, here's the thing in stress, this is something that is so interesting to me. I think we may have talked about this on the podcast. So you either go into what is it like, um, overproductive or underproductive mm-hmm. I don't I, that's not the terminology I'm the person that's like when I'm so stressed out like I have been the last like couple of weeks I don't want to do anything and it's yeah. almost like physically it feels impossible for me to like sit down do homework or make appointments or like come up with a plan it all feels I'm, overwhelming oh yeah so yep. I'm just like it takes so much out of me to be like get up go to class do your homework mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it sounds like such a simple thing but it's like my body's like it's too much and I'm finding it, I've done that my right. entire life. So it's a whole thing. No, it's like you go, you freeze. <clears throat> oh, 100%. Yeah. Which, Which is on Adam Young's <laughs> Adam Young talks about that. Yeah. Um, but that is totally like the the mode of yeah. the freeze. It gets so overwhelming. I go into apathy when I'm stressed. I just get, we're actually going to have an Enneagram coach on here. We're going to interview. Um, it's a secret. It's a She's coming gosh. soon. Um, in a couple months, right? What month? May. May, yeah. Um, so that's going to be really fun to talk with her about just, the different Enneagram things will be interesting to pick her brain, but you've just kind of been in frozen mode mm-hmm. with oh, all sure. that's been going on. So, but you, things are starting to, we got a plan. We got a plan. It also helps that I'm dating someone who is like type A organized. Let's make a plan. And I'm like, I don't want it. And he's like, we have to, you're, <laughs> you're going to have no teeth left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, good point. Dang it. So I'm so sorry your teeth cracked. It was so terrible. Listen, we, we really be out here in 2021. I know. It's been a lot. We thought 2020 was bad, but man, 2021, it's like... It's a, not shaping up the way we thought it would. <laughs> it's sure not. It's yeah. sure not. Maybe it'll t- it'll turn around. Yeah. Good but things are on the way. That's what I was going to say. We've got some good things on the horizon. Freedom Academies. Um, if you guys don't know about what we do with Freedom Academy... It really is like, I would say a 50% personal development, 50% leadership development. We've talked about it here on the podcast and it's probably been the thing that has thrived the most. Gosh, even during COVID, we had Mm. a ton of them. And I think it's because people are really like coping mechanisms have been stripped back. Mm. The honesty about like, how do I sit with people who are hurting? How do I sit with people that are frustrated? How do I, how do I sit and ask questions of someone and help them without trying to fix them and how and not trying to like bypass their emotions. And so um, not only that, but they're kind of learning what's coming up for me. Mm-hmm. You know, just like what you just said, why am I freezing in these moments? Yeah. What's going on for me? And so Freedom Academy has really been this place where, you know, to become the leader that your community needs, which then lends itself to this question um, like what is a leader? What makes mm-hmm. a leader? And we were, we were just at a, a Freedom Academy in Phoenix. I literally got back last night, which by the way, took me forever to get back because there was zero Ubers. Like there was no cars. My assistant, DJ Ali Mills, sitting to my right, she had to leave and then come back and get me. Anyway, you That's don't crazy. care about this, but I was... That's just a weird phenomenon. It was. Phenomenon. No cars. Yeah. Like literally nothing. I wonder if they were on strike. I don't know. I mean, some were coming up. Anyway, I was sitting there like, 
what am I going to do? I was at 10% on my phone. The anxiety. That's why you always carry walking shoes because you never know when you're going to need to walk to I'm not walking to. anywhere. Just if I can't uh, if I can't milk a cow, I certainly can't <laughs> I walk. I'm walking. <laughs> That's right. 10 miles to my hotel. <laughs> so anyway, so we we just got back last night and or got to Orange County and I was thinking about what was said and one of the ladies, everybody at the very end we we circle up after the 3 days and we say like what our highlights are. What what kind of rose to the surface for you? What's God doing? And it's always my favorite time because just to see the depth of what God does in the matter of three days and how Mm -hmm. people are leaving so aware of their story, but then also so aware of what God wants to do in the world through them. Mm -hmm. Like purpose begins to rise. We call it like your holy discontent or your like, hell no, not on my watch will I continue to let this happen. And, And you just start to see that rise and it happens in everybody. And it's so cool. Well, this one lady, she speaks up and she says, well, the thing that stood out to me the most was when you said, and I said at this, like the very beginning, she said, when you love, you lead. Mm-hmm. And, and I asked her, I said, well, what, what about that stands out to you? And she says, I have never thought of myself as a leader. Like I'm a mom. I, I do have a business that I work, but like when I think of leader, it's very limited in what I think. And that just got me thinking how many of us don't define, like how many of us, how do we define leader? Mm-hmm. How does God define leader? What is a leader? And am I a leader? Yeah. And that just kind of got me thinking about that. So I was curious, even before we continue, like, what do you think about the idea of leadership? You're, you're say, well, you're not single, you're dating, but yeah. you know, you don't have kids. Yeah. You don't run your own business. Yeah. You know, there, but, and yet, and yet God says certain things. So I'm curious how you view leadership and how you see yourself in that role or in juxtaposition to that role. Yeah. So there's two parts of that. I think one, the, what came up to my mind was when you were just talking right now, what is the importance of being a leader? Like hmm. what is, why is that? If you don't see yourself as a leader, there's obviously usually a, a sense of responsibility that comes with that. But let's say you don't lead in the position of like, I'm not a pastor at right. a church or whatever if you're like leading within your community, like what I'm thinking on a very like small level, Mm -hmm. like what's the importance of that? Right. That's a different thought, which I would love to hear. I'm curious. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think leadership to me, well, one, it's always felt very masculine, but that's Mm. like my story as a, as a kid Mm -hmm. is only men were in leadership, which I love that we're changing that a lot in the church now, but still my mind will go there because it's just how it's programmed. Mm -hmm. Um, But aside from that, I think, for me, I never, I knew that I had a larger presence in a room, but leading, I didn't want the responsibility of it because I didn't feel like I could live up to it. Mm-hmm. So it was just like one of those things where it's like, I'll lead myself and I'm so much more comfortable with someone like, this is what we're doing. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. a great follower. I'm mm-hmm. a great, like, give me what I need to do and I'll get it done type person. But mm-hmm. I don't want to come up with what everyone else needs to do. Right. So in your mind, leadership has the connotation of responsibility, yeah. title, mm-hmm. maybe even gender in mm-hmm. some ways. And when you think of being a leader, the responsibility of having to hold that makes you go, mm, I'd rather just be in the room and like, I'll support you and I'll follow, but yeah. I don't actually want that title. Yes. Which I feel, and we were talking about this before, I do think if I see that no one is stepping up, I have no problem stepping up. Mm-hmm. I don't love it, but I also know that I can 
transition into that role mm-hmm. and get things done if I need to. Yes. Um, but I would rather not. I would so much rather be like, okay, good. Someone else is doing it. Now I can just do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I, mm-hmm. I think leadership just, it feels like too much responsibility to me, mm-hmm. even on a smaller level. Cause I'm like, I'm responsible. If you're looking at me to lead you, whether that be emotionally, spiritually, personally, or in like a business setting, mm-hmm. I'm like, that means you hold me to a higher standard. And I don't know if I can live up to that. Right. You know? So this is what's so curious. This is what makes me curious because I think um, what you're defining, most people are defining, like mm-hmm. they're defining leadership as title. And yes, of course, there is a title to that. And yet my definition of saying to that woman and saying in Freedom Academy all the time, if you love, you lead. So the question is, do you love people? Are there people in your life that you love? Mm-hmm. Well, of course, there's people in my life that I love. Then whether you believe it or not, you're actually leading them Mm. and they're leading you. And the reality is, is that there is, I I think when we look at leadership and we go, my role is to bring my voice to this conversation, that is a form of leadership. It is using my voice. um, I I guess it could be the detriment of people, but it's to bring the good, to bring the good to the space, to bring the good to the room. Now, if we define leadership solely as role and title, then yeah, a lot of us, I guess, wouldn't be leaders. But God doesn't, God doesn't say that. God mm-hmm. says that when you, when I am, you're, you're my child, you bear the kingdom of God. And by bearing the kingdom of God, you represent my name. Mm-hmm. You represent who I am. So there is an expectation that you are going to lead in the places that I've given you mm-hmm. with goodness and love. And you're going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Yeah. Well, there is a form of leadership there. There's a form of saying, okay, wait a minute. So like, I think about the mom who's like, I don't have any role and she's got two little kids after you. I think about you and I think about our brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. who look up to you, who Gracie, you know, looks to you and is like, when things are really hard and you're probably one of the only people maybe outside of mom, but that Gracie will talk about harder things like Mm. some of the stuff in her heart or her life. Mm -hmm. She'll look to you. You're leading her. Mm. There's been times where you've sat with me and I'm struggling and you will ask me questions and you'll challenge me in those questions um, and and really hold space. And you're leading me. Mm. You're leading where I'm going. So I I wonder if leadership is really around the voice we have Mm. and what we bring into the room. And often if we don't want to lead or we don't want the responsibility, rather than the title, are we really worried about what it will mean to share our thoughts, what it Mm. will mean to say something and then potentially be rejected. Yeah. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Okay. What do you, what do you hear me saying? So, cause I mean, we're just processing this, but yeah, I mean, I I have some biblical stuff, but yeah, love and leadership. So I do agree. It sounds to me, it's more about owning what God has called you to do, which is ultimately love people right? Mm -hmm. So in that, what does that look like for you? How do you do that? Is that you speaking up more or is it you making time for people? And then ultimately what that's going to, is going to be a draw is kind of what I'm hearing Mm -hmm. to you. I guess it's a reframe, reframing in my brain of like, there's one person everyone's looking to tell us where to go, tell us what to do. But that's what leadership was for me when I was a kid. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what I've seen. Like the, like my dad was like, you do what he says or else actually. So there's like a lot of fear. Leadership doesn't have, um, it's not appealing to me. Doesn't sound positive. Yes. Mm -hmm. Cause I've seen, not only have I seen leadership be abused, I've seen the rise and the fall 
many mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I never want to put myself in that position. So mm-hmm. on a smaller scale, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's also probably people listening to this that are like, I feel like I'm called or called to larger leadership. Sure. Um, aside from like just the interpersonal leading, which I think is a beautiful representation of who we're supposed to be in Christ, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to our, the people we're around. But I'm curious as to what your thoughts are people who are, feeling called to leadership on a larger scale, whether that's stepping up in some sort of ministry or creating a ministry or a business or just even in their family, like, I, hey, I'm actually feeling that this is not healthy or something's not right here and I want to stand up because I feel like this is what God's mm-hmm. called me to do, to like take a stand on this or whatever that might be, um, however that looks. What would be your encouragement to them? What's your thoughts to them? <clears throat> well, here's the thing. I, th- I, don't think, I don't think leadership is about what you do. I think leadership is about who you are becoming, like who who you carry. And so because I carry the representation of Jesus Christ, I, he, I bear him in my body mm-hmm. um, and I bear his kingdom, that I am instantly speaking on be- his behalf. Mm. And if God has called you to larger places of responsibility, so it, it's like we're looking at two different things. One is the levels of responsibility in, mm. in like the leadership and seeing yourself as having a voice to moving people forward, mm. whether that's moving the masses or whether that's moving the one. Mm. So when you're sitting in a coffee shop with someone and you are asking them questions, and this is what we learn in Freedom Academy, and you're holding space for them, you're, you're leading. Mm. You're, you're leading and modeling what it means to be present in the presence of Jesus and the love of God. You're allowing illumination to happen. They're, they're learning from you on how to hold space. Mm. So, I mean, you could take yourself out of those roles, but it's really not taking yourself, it's taking yourself out of the responsibility, but is it taking your, like who God is having you become mm. out of the scenario? Like I don't, because to me, I guess I'm trying to make sense of this, but it it's not about what I do that Mm. makes me a good leader. It's about who I'm becoming that allows me to be prepared to be a healthier leader in those larger responsibility roles. Does that make sense? Yeah, like almost our responsibility is to work on what God has put right in front of us and not necessarily work on getting to the platform. Right. It's more of like, focus on what God needs from you right now and he's going to guide your steps. And how will you show up in the spaces that God has given you right now? Yeah. How will you show up well? How will you show up loving? How will you not shrink back Mm -hmm. and not speak out what God has given you in your heart, whether that means you're a mom or whether that means you're a sister or whether Mm -hmm. that means you're working in ministry or you're in, you know, the marketplace and you're working like it, where what's the kingdom God has given you like kingdom meaning people around you that God is like hey I want your voice to shine so I think of it like this <clears throat> so the scripture of the man who's caught with legions of demons right that that really fun story mm-hmm. and he's caught with legions of demons Jesus goes in um, heals him and the man with legions of demons wants to, well, now is free and wants to go in the boat with Jesus and go walk around and do all the things. Right. Yeah. And he says, you can't come with me. You have to go, um, back to the village mm-hmm. and go tell people about Jesus. Go, go tell them what I did in your life. Yeah. Right. And so we go no title. Mm-hmm. All he has is his story. Yeah. That's all he has. Mm-hmm. And he has to be courageous and obedient. Mm-hmm. I have to go back into the village and has a desire to. It was what God asked him to do. This yeah. is the kingdom I've given you. I want you to go back and use your voice in the village mm-hmm. 
And we know historically that because he went and did that, so many people came to know Jesus. Mm. There's no title. Mm-hmm. There's no, I don't know what those relationships look like. I mean, I don't know if he did like a large conference. Mm-hmm. Was it over dinner? Was it over lunch? Yeah. Was, but all I know is that he had a great impact in that area and yeah. several of the villages around. Now, would someone say that he's a leader? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was a leader because he took what happened in his story and he didn't shy away from what God has done in his story to share it with others. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm kind of like, if you love people, whether you like it or not, you're leading them. Now, Mm -hmm. here's the question. How are you leading them? Mm -hmm. Are you stepping up and saying what you see, what you think? Are you following those promptings Mm -hmm. or are you shying away? And that's the question, not your title, but how you see your voice. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think the way we see leadership has a lot to do with how we either value or don't value our voice or are afraid of it. Yep. You know? And we take ourselves out of the game. Yep, exactly. Well, I'm not a leader, so I don't need to do it. And the reality is, even for you, Shara... You know, you're you're a younger girl, you know, you're not like, oh, I'm running my own business or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yet you've been one of the most instrumental leaders around my heart and my life to, mm. to get me where I am today. Mm. And yet you probably wouldn't see yourself that way. No. Like, oh, I'm just your friend. I mean, I'm your friend. I'm your yeah. sister. I'm your just, I love you, you know. Yeah. But there has been moments where you've stepped into a role and used your voice I mean, even times where you've had to be stern with me, that's leadership. Mm. How many times, I'm wondering for the listeners, me, you, DJ Ali Mills, do we take ourselves out of the scenario because, well, I don't have that title Mm. or I shouldn't say that or it's going to be, I'm not a leader, it's going to be rejected or whatever And yet God is saying, I have given you all authority under heaven to proclaim my name everywhere you go Mm -hmm. and the love that I have to offer. Go and use the story I've given you to change the lives around you. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think that's been the real interesting thought for me. So in your, because you have a very large platform in leadership. Yes. There's a lot of people that look to you. Have you always been settled in your leadership? Have you always been just like, oh yeah, this is what I'm meant to do. I'm supposed to lead, like I'm put in this position. There's been a lot of preparation up to this point I've seen you go through. Mm-hmm. So kind of talking about being responsible in the moment with what you have while God kind of leads you. Mm-hmm. You've, I've definitely seen that with you. But was leadership just something like, oh yeah, I'm meant to lead and this is just what it is and I'm stoked and I feel fit here. Did it always feel comfortable? No. I mean, the reality is, is I still don't feel comfortable. Um, that I don't, that's, you know, that's why I say we've got 11 listeners. It's too much for me to be like, it feels too responsible, like too much responsibility that there's people watch, too many people watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is, is like, I'm also grateful for the community because I want them to come and experience honest authenticity and come to a place of knowing Jesus. Here's the crazy part. I knew... I knew from a very early age that I could, I could hold a room. Mm. That I knew. Mm-hmm. But because my story and my heart hadn't been tended to, I didn't hold those rooms well. Mm. I, hold, I held them um, like kind of like a bull in a china shop. You mm. know, it was just kind of like, and so my leadership had to be really honed in. It had mm. to be cared for. I had to do some work. And mm. that's, again, why we do Freedom Academy. Because the reality is, is 
I think we all have a desire to have a voice. Mm -hmm. Like we actually want to make an impact on the world. Mm -hmm. I I don't think there's too many people that are like, yeah, I just want to disappear into the shadows. Like we Mm -hmm. would love to be able to make an impact on the world. Mm -hmm. And yet there are so many voices keeping us and holding us back. Mm -hmm. We can't take other people farther than we're willing to go ourselves. Mm. So I knew that I had leadership capacity. I knew that I had something to say. Mm -hmm. I think that would be more of the thing. I didn't Mm -hmm. know really leader but I knew I had something to say. Mm -hmm. And I feel like all of us feel like I have something to say about that. Maybe not everything, but I have something to say and knowing where those particular areas are. But because my story wasn't tended to, I just started saying a lot of things that I don't really care about and just wanted to be right or wanted to be bossy or wanted to keep people away. And Mm -hmm. I, and it was, it, so it wasn't coming from a place of good, care and love. It was just coming from a place of just, I have this voice, Mm -hmm. right? And so as I have tended to my story, even freedom movement was a vision when I was 19 years old. Mm. I didn't start freedom movement until I was 38, Mm. I think. That was 20 years of God giving me a vision of like a little bit more honed in Mm -hmm. and yet had to realize I had a lot of tending I needed to do Mm. in my own story. But was I leading along the way? 19 years old, I was a youth leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Leadership doesn't necessarily look like one set job description. No, I it don't changes. think it's titled. Yeah. I don't think leadership is you're mm-hmm. a leader because you have a title. Yeah. I think you're a leader if you house the Holy Spirit. And I think you have to, you meaning all of us, have to realize that God has given us something to say. Mm-hmm. And that something to say gets more honed in the more you get in the particularities of your story. And mm-hmm. you start to realize, that's why we say, you start to realize the things that matter to you. And you can let go of the things that don't. Mm-hmm. But you start you start really finding out like, this is actually important to me because this was an assault on my story. Mm. And as it's been healed in the hands of God, I want to help others not yeah. have to experience that. Yeah. And that leadership starts to get honed in. But I just, I guess the frustration, the tension, I guess I feel is so many men and women discount themselves because they don't have a title or they think they haven't arrived. For like sure. I can't lead because I'm not a speaker on a platform. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't have a podcast or I'm not the CEO. I, you know, I'm the admin at my office and I show up Monday through Friday and I'm not a leader. Mm-hmm. I'm just showing up and I'm like, no, you are a leader because yeah. it's about who you house mm-hmm. and what he's done in your life. It's your story. It's mm-hmm. the man with legions of demons. You have a story and mm-hmm. that story qualifies you. Mm-hmm. And that qualification allows you to lead those who need love and care in the particularities of that place. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. It sounds like God's giving you the responsibility of wherever you're at. Wherever you're at. Yeah. yeah. No matter where that is, whether that's in a restaurant or in an office or just at home with your kids, like mm-hmm. God decided to put you there. Yes. If you love. For those people. You lead. Yeah. Yep. And, and so the question will be, will I rise to the occasion of what's in front of me or will I take myself out until I arrive to a title that man gives me? Mm. You know, no, mom. which hey, one will yeah. I... <laughs> Which one will I do, right? Like, so, so many of us take ourselves out of the game until we achieve the whatever, but you actually don't achieve the whatever without becoming who you're supposed to be in the now. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like 
I, I got my speaking chops in a double wide trailer with teenagers talking in like small circles. I wrote my first curriculum called Girls Crusade. Love that. Uh, mm -hmm. And cut out all of the scriptures. I printed them and cut them out and glued them on to my speaking notes. Why? <laughs> I'm like, wait, hold on. Yeah. And then, so I, I like, like crafted out. So I had all the papers mm -hmm. and then because I apparently didn't know how to type anything, I don't know, which none of us are surprised. <laughs> um, but I, I would, I got the scriptures, printed them out because I didn't want to have to look through my Bible a ton. And I printed them out. I think I Xerox copied the scripture, then cut out the scripture I needed, then wrote some stuff and then would glue the scriptures. And then I made photocopies of that and gave it to everybody like it was, that was the curriculum. First of all, just round of applause for the dedication. Because I'd be like, I forgot to print them out. No one's getting notes tonight. Just take what I say. Like, absolutely. The well, I was making my first book, quote unquote. Oh, I yeah. love that, actually. It was my, it was like a, and I was 19 years old, you know, fresh off of drugs. So here we are. And, uh, and my little, like, you know, ex-meth head self is cutting off, <laughs> And little scripture things, little knickknacks you find around, yeah, and like crafting. Uh, what are those things that people go and do and put those little pictures together? And they have the little crafting parties and they do the pictures. What oh, is that? Photo booking, photo booking, yeah, photo scrapbooking, scrapbooking, collage. I make a collage, my collage board. Anyway, like I look at that and I go, I could have been like, this is ridiculous. I'm not going to do this. Like, I got to wait until I have this publisher or this thing, or I got to do this. No, it was like, I have these girls. I remember it. This was so terrible, but we went, um, we're talking forever here, but that's, it's good. We went to this camp. I was like, okay, I'm going to take all these girls. We're going to go to the camp. I'm 19 years old. We're going to go camping. And we went in like October. And so we went and we got a tent. We like tent camped with like seven of these or seven or 10 or something. I can't remember of these high school girls. And then me and one other leader. And we had one tent and it was this really big tent and we were all going to be in it together. And it was so cold. Oh my like gosh. Freezing cold. That two of the girls went in the car and just like were sleeping in the car for the night. And and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going terrible. And then that's when I had made like the little booklets. Mm -hmm. I had gotten like the little pin where you put it in and it like clasps, whatever those are. I can't remember what those are mm -hmm. called, but you had three of them, you know, and I just made my own little book and I copied them all off and everybody got them. And I was like, this is my first curriculum I I ever wrote was this. Mm -hmm. Now, I, looking back, like at the time I thought, I'm awesome. Honestly, like, I was I'm like truly incredible. <laughs> it's like, this is great. Yeah. I mean, did I look at it and I was like, it looks kind of crazy, but they get it. Also just love the fact that you're 19 leading high schoolers. Like, can we just talk about that? Like you've been out of high school fresh for like a year and you're like, I know everything now. Let me lead you. Right. Never really dealt with why I did drugs in the first place. Just stopped doing them. And so it was like detoxed in my parents' house for three days and was like, well, pretty good to they're step like, into ministry. What's it? You last year on drugs. I don't know why they're talking like they're like four. Wasn't you last year on <laughs> Miss Carrie. <laughs> I know some of the girls there were like 18. I'm like, you're going to need to sit down. Me, yeah, I'm, I'm a like, leader. A hundred percent. Like God, God can do it. <laughs> he sure did. And here it is. So my point, <laughs> my point is you can wait for it all to be good, or you can step out in what God is saying and go, look, I'm leading who's ever in front of me. I'm leading what is 
what is right here, right now. It's the woman at the coffee shop. I felt the prompting and I'm going to go to coffee with her and I'm just going to hold space for her and I'm Mm going to ask good questions and allow the Holy Spirit. That's leadership. Mm -hmm. If you love, you lead. I think we get so hung up in societal situations that if I don't have a title, one, it takes me out of the responsibility and it doesn't. Jesus says, if you house me, you are to proclaim me. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't really say if you have a degree or if you have, you know, your perfect book put out, it's like, no, you share your love. That's your job. That's your call. If you want to know what your call is, it's to love the world to reconciliation with Jesus. Yeah. And so what opportunities in your life right now, as you're listening to this, who's in your kingdom? Mm -hmm. Who are your people? Who's in your kingdom? Mm -hmm. And those people in your kingdom, God has called you to lead them. And by leading them, I mean, love them, mm-hmm. love them and speak up, use your voice yeah. and speak out. And so, yeah, I just, it was really interesting to me because I think so much of us, so many of us discount ourselves. Yeah. We take ourselves out of the running. We take ourselves out. And some of us, if I'm being honest, get rid of the responsibility because we go, okay, well, I don't have the title, so I don't have to, I don't mm-hmm. have to step up. I don't have to say anything. And mm-hmm. it's like, nope, if God prompted you, and he's put something in your heart, you're called to say it. Yeah. You're called to come alongside the people yeah. that you love, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you think about all that? It's all great. I'm that person though. <laughs> <laughs> like 100% what you're talking, I'm like, well, I know you're talking about me. Because <laughs> <laughs> just my insecurity right there. I'm like, well, yeah, because I don't want the responsibility. <laughs> but, but, I know. but some of that is not, I actually don't think that's true. I don't think that's true about you. I don't think that it's you don't want the responsibility. I think that you are nervous to fail. Oh, for sure. And yet, when you are given a position of responsibility, one, you rise to the occasion and it goes well. Mm. All the time. When you worked for Freedom Movement, you came in and you were learning and you were growing and you were like, okay, I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to figure it out. And you would speak up a lot in staff Mm -hmm. meetings and everything. And you were right. Mm. But that war that you have with your voice, that war with like, oh, maybe I don't know, or I'm, I'm dumb here, or they know more than me. Mm -hmm. Like, that's where I want to go. Wait a minute. That's not true. The same Holy Spirit that lives in you lives in me. And you actually know a lot about human hearts. You know Mm -hmm. a lot about what people aesthetically are drawn to. You know how to capture a room. You have so many giftings, but there's like a war in your head and an enemy that's like, oh no, stay silent because he, he knows the shine in which you bring. Mm. He knows that when you actually begin to see the goodness and the voice that you have, it it does change the room. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's funny because and Tanya would totally say this, but Tanya was like, we're doing we're getting ready to do a photo shoot and stuff, and Tanya was like, will Shara be there? <laughs> you know, will Shara be there? Why? Why you? Why not me? First of all, no, just kidding. <laughs> first of all, what the heck? <laughs> but will Shara be there? Because your leadership makes her feel safe. Mm. The way you lead her, the way you're bringing guardrails, the way you bring humor makes her feel safe. And I think a good leader steps up when needed. They do it in grace and kindness, Mm -hmm. but they make people feel safe. They make people feel like I can do this. Mm. That is incredible gift that you bring. Mm. Will you give into the war? It's not just Mm -hmm. you. This is for everybody, but will you give into the war that says, stay silent? You're not a leader. It's too much responsibility. Mm -hmm. Or will you begin to step out in those courageous acts of loving 
who you were created to yeah. be. And I think that's also wrapped up in your story though. So kind of totally. what you're talking about how doing some work, like a lot of my fear around that is because of my story and work that still needs to be done, which mm -hmm. is not like I need to arrive in order to be anything, but mm -hmm. understanding that I'm not just feeling that because I'm just feeling that. Right. There's so much data, kind of what Adam was talking mm -hmm. about last week, of why I'm scared to say or do or step up, mm -hmm. you know, which... Right. I mean, we're all in, we're all in process. We're all we're in always, process. Yeah. And how does the brain change? The brain changes by doing something different. Yep. So it's when I feel the prompting, um, to do something, asking myself the question, am I not doing it because I think I'm going to fail or do I want to step in and do it? Because the reality is I feel this prompting and if I fail, it's okay, mm -hmm. but I need to start changing the way that I actually begin to see myself and hold my story, like take my story back yeah, rather than have someone else dictate what my story is going to be. Yeah. So I just want to say all of that. It's great, great discussion today around this idea of leadership and loving and leading. And really, I hope if you've gotten anything out of this, that if you love, you do lead. And the reality is we are all, if we, you know, how's the, actually, you know what, you lead, whether you house the Holy Spirit or not, because you have influence, you have influence in somewhere you are. Will you use that influence to to, to make people feel safe, to move people along, to hold space for their hearts? Or will you pull that influence away and keep it to yourself where nobody can actually move in the betterment? Or will you use your leadership in harm? Hmm. And so these are, these are kind of the three areas you have choices in. I'm going to use it to harm. I'm going to keep it to myself or I'm going to use it to help others. Mm -hmm. And I think the reality is, is that we will find the most joy and the most wholeness and the most healing when we use the places of our story and we choose to step out and allow other people to move forward in theirs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you want more help with this, if this is something that you're like, man, I don't really see myself as a leader, but I'd love to learn how. I'd love to learn more about my story. I'd love to learn more about the places that I could step in into leadership. This is why we've created Freedom Academy. And right now we actually have two that are open. Um, we have one in Northern California and we have one in Chicago that we have a bunch of academies, but most of them are private academies. Um, but these two are the open ones. You can go to kerrygarcia.com and click on the Academy tab there, and it will take you right to the different options and tell you more about it. There's a video on there. It's all kinds of stuff. It is for men and women. We just got done with one, and I will say, and, and DJ Ali Mills can attest to this, the guys in there are awesome, man. They just, they do the work, and it's really cool and to watch them just really just come alive and be able to stand just more firm and solid in who they are. And of course, seeing the women just really step into their calling has been beautiful. And so if you're ready, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling like, I don't know if I have a story, I don't even know if I can lead, I don't know what's going on. I feel stuck, but I know there's something more for me. If that's where you sit, don't think twice. Mm -hmm. Come and sit with us. It's a small, intimate group. I don't take more than, I mean, I don't take more than 40, but usually we have between 20 and 30. And it is, we spend three days together and you get to learn one-on-one -on -one coaching. You get to learn practical tools on how to sit with others. You really get to learn to be the leader that your community, your kingdom needs. And um, we get to dive into some of your story too and what's helping, uh, what's keeping you stuck and helping you move forward. So that's something you'd be 
be interested. And again, that's CarrieGarcia.com and you can go check that out. But we just want to let you know that we're just so glad you're here. And the world needs your voice. It really does. It needs your particular voice in your particular area. And uh, I'm telling you right now, if you love, you lead. So we'll talk to you guys next week. We are so thankful for the talented Tanya Godsey offering her amazing music with us. You can find Tanya on Spotify and other streaming platforms. And hey, we would love to answer any questions you may have for us right here on the show. So you can send us those questions to hello at thehonestpodcast.com. And as always, thank you for letting us share about the not so easy stories that make us and entering into the honesty and courage it takes to love who you were created to be. So until the next time, friends, may God's love and kindness be an offering to your heart, both now and always. Oh.